Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we have a one-topic episode we were just, we were just debating, and it is going to be about canoes. And we're filming this in halftime in the football game. Just if you've missed hearing our voices, that would be because football has started. Anyways, Tim right. is here because he's not away camping this weekend, which is where he was supposed to be. Backcountry camping and court the highlands. But because of inclement weather, that trip got unfortunately canceled. For the first time ever. Makes me very sad. But I'm not going to talk about that because I'm, I'm, I'm still pining. <laughs> so this started out as a, I wanted to talk about different types of canoes, but doing a bunch of research, I also discovered that the different types of canoes also had a very sort of evolutionary lean to them. So I'm just going to jump into it. So historic canoes, certainly here in, in Canada, indigenous slash First Nation people made canoes out of Man, I think going way, way, way back, I suspect the first one was like just wrapping their arms around a trunk of, 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 a, of a tree that was floating down the river. But then they, at some point, somebody figured out, you know, carving out. And I, and I can't say it was just us, much as I think canoeing is a Canadian thing. It apparently shows up all over the place, including, you know, Sweden, Nigeria, God knows, right? So then they went into dugouts, which is a, which is a nice version of a wooden canoe. Man, that's a lot of work to chisel all that crap out. So you've got a, a only two thirds of a, or only a third of a, a trunk of a, a tree to, to float down the river. Eventually, they worked their way towards doing things like making a frame out of sometimes out of sometimes out of wood, uh, and then lashing together, you know, steamed and bent poles, what have you, or often whale bones large certainly large animal bones again same sort of deal like if you take a, a rib bone from a whale that that's big and it and it curves so and then they strap uh, skins over it. it's uh, usually waterproof type skins meaning seals walrus that sort of deal but i've also read stories about uh, where they've used caribou and then from seal hunting taken the oil from the seal and used it to waterproof the caribou skins they don't last a long time and you don't kind of want to step into the canoe and not step on one of the wooden ribs or one of the bone ribs because you'll you'll step through the skin which it, it won't float so well after that but very cool stuff and i also want to throw out there that all of the canoes that i talk about through this this episode are all still in use i wouldn't necessarily say in production we'll get to one that they've stopped a particular type of uh, plastic that they don't use anymore seven years ago i think regardless like so a skin canoe is what i'm talking about at the moment they're used by indigenous people by what you people that used to be called i don't know if i'm using the right term eskimos uh, certainly people in northern latitudes far away from what we deem as civilization well, i think that that's a misnomer but whatever it works well for them and why not they don't have to put up plastic plants and stuff like that anyhow so driftwood whale bones that's their frame they strap skins to it they sorry they they spend a great deal of time they spend about a year i believe with the skins fermenting in uh, specific other oils and then they use and then they strip all the hair off the, of the skins they stitch them and then they use different types of oils to make sure that they're well sealed very cool that's sort of where the canoe came though i might might have not been 
recognizable as a canoe, but there you go. So moving forward, sort of backwards, we go back to dugouts, but then we go to a frame, which is wrapped in birch bark or to move even farther forward, cedar strip, where they take strips of wood instead of, instead of a bark from a tree and they laminate, probably for lack of a better term, they laminate it to a frame. It's wood, it floats, that's a good thing. Moving forward again, go to canvas, they waterproof. Again, originally they waterproof them with whale and seal oil. It's some nasty chemical now, I'm sure. But they're, again, another one that you want to step on the ribs, not on the canvas, because it's a big hole in your boat and sink. We continue to move forward in time. Aluminum was, I believe, the next one. Fabulous. They're relatively bomb-proof, although when you do hit a rock, if you're whitewater canoeing, that dent's going to be pretty poopy to pull out. But you can bang the crap out of it. You can drag it across the arctic tundra behind you uh, and and you're not going to wear a whole bunch of it off you don't have to worry about paint and stuff if you want to paint it that's fine it's going to come off pretty quickly etc 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 they rivet them together there's two downsides sort of to aluminum one it's pretty heavy two you actually have to build uh, flotation chambers into it so you lose some of the capacity of of uh, an aluminum canoe because uh, should it flip, should you, you capsize, it's going to the bottom if you don't put flotation devices in the corners. So, so they build cavities either full of air, well-sealed, or full of a specific foam that will retains a bunch of air. It, it's, it's flo- they're flotation devices. Keeps it keeps it from going to the bottom. Makes you unhappy to lose your expensive canoe that way. Next, we move into fiberglass, which I have a great deal of experience with. They're awesome. They're heavy as all get out. I think our 17-footer was better than 90 pounds. I want to say it was around 93, 96 pounds. But again, pretty bomb-proof. You could drag that one quite a bit. We scratch the crap out of ours, man. We do lots of hard landings into rocks and into shallow waters. Scratched it. Uh, you know, I buffed it out and made it all, all shiny at one point. And then watched it get scratched to crap the next season over a couple of trips and went yeah i'm not doing that anymore that's way too much work to make it look pretty to just trash it again they are lighter than aluminum though so that's a nice thing they're technically they're less durable but they don't they don't dent they kind of flex so so again if you're doing something a little more a little more risky than your normal straight across a you know down a river that doesn't have rocks in it or across a lake they fare out fairly well they can you know they can kind of careen off of rocks as opposed to have that dent that an aluminum one will. If you hit the rock harder than that, though, they're a bit of a deal to repair. But still, they're a nice middle-of-the-road kind of canoe. And as far as cost goes, they're actually relatively cheap because there's plenty of them out there now that we have plastic Kevlar and carbon fiber canoes out there. So plastic canoes are uh, they're sort of two types of PVC. And there's Royal X. Royal X, they actually stopped producing. Don't hold me to it. I want to say it was around 2015, something like that. It might might be a couple years after that. I know it's, they started to pull it off the market. My understanding from Whitewater guys, they are the bomb. They're the canoe of choice. 
they flex, they don't break, they don't weigh a ridiculous amount. So Adam Schultz, I've mentioned before, is an amazing author who does insane treks across large tracts of unpopulated lands for many months at a time. He had a Royal X canoe, if I'm not mistaken, for one of the books that I read, uh, where he trekked across sort of the bottom of the Arctic Circle kind of deal. I think it's called Above the Tree Line or Above the Trees something like that, he dragged his canoe. He's one guy, he's trying to carry a pack and, 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 some insane amount of weight, he literally dragged the canoe and it made it. Like think about all the wear and tear on spending three months going across uh, everything, you know, whether it's whether it's bramble bushes or rocks or, uh, you know, even Sandy Beach. Sandy Beach is a whole bunch of very tiny stones wearing the crap out of the bottom of your canoe. Royal X is bomb proof, but there must be, I didn't, bothered to spend the time looking into it but there's a reason that they stopped making it and i suspect it was a pollution issue or or something i don't know pvc is the other one so if you've ever heard of they have canoes that you can pack up and throw in your trunk well, i know that sounds a little bit crazy but you, you they're folding canoes you can unfold them there's specific braces and stuff and they're sheets of pvc Again, they're fairly delicate in that sense that they're little bits all sort of screwed together, but they're lightweight and they fit in places. They still make those, so that's cool. They have, just as a side note, they have inflatable canoes. Some of them are based on the PVC. I'm not a scientist and know all the, the things that go to making up the plastics. I know that there is a rubber compound because it, it has to be, it has to have way more flex than PVC does. But uh, there you go. And now we move on to sort of the more modern day and certainly at this point, the, the, the holy grail of canoes, Kevlar and carbon fiber. They are different types of canoes. The serious bonuses, we just went from a 17-foot fiberglass uh, Scott canoe that was, yeah, it was 90-some-odd pounds. Uh, we're now in about a 40... 43 or 45 pounds, uh, 17 foot Kevlar canoe. It's half the weight, man, like less than half the weight. It's, it's, it's so much nicer. It's a very different canoe to deal with. And it takes, it, it, it's, well, I have to change my paddling style to match it, but what a world of difference. It's also not bomb-proof, so, so the very first thing that Thomas and I, when we went out, the very first thing I said to him was, it's all pretty, let's try to keep it that way. We are not doing any hard landings. We're not going to slide in. I'll get out and get soaked up to the knees. That's, that's how this is going to play. Otherwise, you know, the stupid amount of money we just paid for this canoe, we're not going to have that canoe in three years. Whereas that fiberglass one will last for 20, 30, 40 years easily. Super light. They are quite durable, but they do abrade easily. They do scratch easily. You have to spend, you have to spend the time and potentially the money, depending on how you want to go approach it, to repair them. You can't let it go. Carbon fiber is potentially slightly lighter and more durable, although they often mix Kevlar in with it. It has a better rigidity to it, so it holds its form better. And it's often used as part of the framing. Going back to when we started talking about skins, that skin covered canoes, the framing would be wood or whale bones. Historically, again, progressing from, from there to now where we're talking about ones that are, you know, 
engineered by scientists, you seldom find wood frames anymore. Not that you don't, it's just it's seldom. They're usually a form of aluminum or carbon fiber. The Kevlar works well as a skin, doesn't work well as framing. Uh, carbon fiber is strength-wise is, is crazy. So, but you pay through the nose for it, just saying. So they used to be cheap. They're really expensive now, but they're way lighter now. Well, it, actually, not true. The, the skinned canoes in a hollowed out whalebone would be lighter than our Kevlar or carbon fibers now. They just don't last as long. They only last maybe a couple of seasons. And if, again, you don't want, you can, in a Kevlar or carbon fiber one, you can step on the hull as you're stepping in and not worry about the ribs. Uh, it, that will play out poorly for you if you have a skinned one. That's it for us for today. That's all you need to know about canoes. Uh, <laughs> that's Paddles well, next time. Paddles. We'll talk right. about paddles. We have details about paddles that you need to know. We're from supergoodcamping.com. Please do connect with us on all the social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our website is supergoodcamping.com. I'm Pamela. <laughs> so I'm still Tim. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon.